Pod. I was worried you weren't going to get to that one. You, oh, you took a sip of beer at a, in an opportune time. <laughs> Can't stop me. Just under the wire. Hello, Effers. Just. I'm your host, Internet Keith, and welcome to the NF L edition yep. of football and other F words. And today on the NFL edition, we'll be talking about NFL news. We'll be talking about coaching malpractices. Oof. And we are going to apologize to some players, teams, coaches that we've wronged. We're very sorry. I can't wait. I can't wait for that music. <laughs> um, as is tradition, joined by a couple of hooligans. This first guy. Who? It's you. Oh. It's Zebo. How are you doing, Zebo? Doing good. Uh, how was your, your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was two of them, and we Thanksgiving from 10 to uh, 6 o'clock at night. Wow, that's a lot of yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of driving. That's a lot of two, Thanksgiving. two Thanksgivings. Yeah. You were very thankful. Also. Very fucking full. <laughs> <laughs> I could shit a whole turkey the next day. <laughs> that's Ooh. impressive. That's impressive assembly. Yeah. You're going to need some else. nice pipes for that. <laughs> pipes. Uh, uh, plumbing needs to be top notch. Well, I took it out. It's a turkey. Oh. I thought you said you shit a whole turkey. Yeah, a whole turkey. A whole turkey. I shit a whole turkey. That's I don't think disgusting. we need to explore this. Uh, <laughs> this other guy is Mike I mean, Miracles. The heat in the oven will kill it, all the germs. <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't it's not that. a shit turkey. It's a whole turkey, but just I shit it out. Ugh. It's getting worse. We'll <laughs> just move on. <laughs> no, it feels like I just got salmonella. <laughs> yeah. This guy, uh, is, it's Mike Miracles. Yeah. How, how was your Thanksgiving? You went You went somewhere else, right? It was wonderful. I went to <laughs> you Chicago. You did it with your brother here at the podcast. <laughs> no, no. Um, you left him. I went to Chicago, spent uh, Thanksgiving with our uh, favorite cousins on my wife's side of the family, and uh, it was great. As well as some um, English gentlemen mm. that we got to show our first uh, Thanksgiving, or their first Thanksgiving. And um, explain to them the the meaning of us uh, stealing land and uh, feeding people. So oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun. Well, uh, how about you, Keith? How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. I had uh, some delicious. It was probably the best food I've ever had on Thanksgiving. Um, they they cooked a turkey in one of those big green eggs. If you see, oh those. yes, it was absolutely delicious. It was like it was. And uh, who'd you spin it with? This is my mother, yeah, yeah. my wonderful Did y'all mother. Did you play porn and, and uh, smut at the dinner table? <laughs> yeah, I played that podcast for them, and I stared them in the eyes. No, I mean, did you play? Did you play the game, porn or smut? Yeah, yeah. We were like, like oh, based these, on the food, th- these corn kernels are smut. Yeah, we were yeah. like, but this dressing sure is porn. <laughs> That's exactly what yeah. happened. Hey, mom, <laughs> this dressing is pure porn. Thanks. <laughs> she actually didn't bring that up, so I don't think. I hope she didn't. She's just that suppressing it. Yeah, she is. She yeah. probably just. <laughs> Was too ashamed to she talk about it. Pre- she deleted the podcast off her phone. It's <laughs> <laughs> never listening again. She gave us a one star review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Uh, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by an F word, and today's F word is foolish, as in what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> we were did. the Jaguars doing re-signing Blake Bortles last offseason? He's also, getting really lazy with the F words lately. <laughs> also foolish. Yeah, it's all foolish all the way down. Uh, so let's get into the NFL news and notes, and let's start with uh, the Jaguars. They fired their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, for not being able to turn Blake Bortles. <laughs> not being able to turn Blake Bortles into a, uh, a real human quarterback. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what, what are they hoping this accomplishes? I mean, you first off, he gets brought in. Because he thinks, oh, we must be finally doing the quarterback change. I've probably been begging them to do. And they cut him. They say, see ya. And then they go ahead and change their quarterback anyway. Like, what was the fucking point in any of that? 
I don't know. It's the, like it seemed like more like a. I have to do something from Doug Marone to maybe save my job, kind of deal. I don't know. This is the equivalent of hiring a chef, giving them spoiled rotten meat to cook, <laughs> like shit turkey, and then. <laughs> Complaining, sending the meat back, and firing the chef when it's not delicious. Yeah, that's that's a fair. It's analogy. basically what what happened to Nathaniel Hackett, and and I don't know that Nathaniel Hackett is necessarily the greatest coordinator in the world, but I know damn well that he was not given the proper ingredients to cook with. So, I mean, what did they expect him to do? Well, and on the Titans podcast, we talk about not surrounding someone with with talent. Yeah. They went out and spent all this money on Dante, Dante Moncrief. Moncrief, and then they drafted they DJ Chark. Let Allen Robinson walk. Yeah, it, it, and it was stuff that didn't make sense. And then, so you've left him with probably one of the league's worst wide receiving core with a, a already terrible quarterback or below average quarterback by many standards. And their offensive his, line is in tatters. Yeah, Fournette was gone for most of the year. Safarian Jenkins, he went to IR, right? And yeah. yeah. And so, like all everything you did exploded, and you took it on this out on this poor guy, who got you guys into the championship game, and as predictable of an offense as he ran, he was able to there. mask the stink of Blake yeah. Bortles so well that you almost made the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. I mean, think about that. That's that's, that's pretty, pretty amazing. That's, that's not Doug Marone. It was really Nathaniel Hackett and the defensive coordinator's job, whose name escapes me. Right Todd Wash. Yeah, and yeah. when things regress to the norm, you fired him for right. it. Yeah, and and now you've got Cody Kessler, and I'm sure that's the answer. Oh God, yeah, you know. The Jaguars deserve every bit of this. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is the best thing that's happening and in the NFL predicted. right now. I mean, yeah. We yeah. predicted that they were they were going to suck. They were yeah. going to implode on each other, and it it's just it's so beautiful. I cannot get a Jaguars fan that talks shit to me all <laughs> summer. They I can't were, get them to reply to me. So easy to get. They would jump into your mentions yeah. without being invited, and now you can't even get them to respond. I mean, I'm, where'd I, they go? I, I Did they delete know. Twitter? Like, Manny stub. I, I just don't Is get it. Is the internet out in Jacksonville? I, it must be. Yeah. Duval. Well, they're certainly angry, or at least Fournette is. He got in a fight. I don't know if you guys have seen that. He got in a fight with Shaq Lawson of the Bills. He, they punched each other in the helmet for all the good. It was that a did. pretty good fight it for an NFL good. one. I just love that he like put his dukes up like before he threw the punch. <laughs> it's like you don't have to do that. You I can like, just throw the punch. Yeah. I like the offensive lineman that was like just standing <laughs> no, in the background. He's not just, just, just like <laughs> arms on his hips. He's just like. I don't agree with this. Yeah. Not just any offensive lineman. Uh, offensive lineman. His name is Tyler Shatney. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, That's an unfortunate he's, last And name. he's number 69. Oh. And he stood there with his hands on his hips and then gives this like exasperated shrug at the end of it, like some yeah. disappointed <laughs> dad who's just like, oh, these kids. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Let I, me ask you a question because uh, for whatever reason, I don't know how this happened. All of a sudden, I have started following all these Bills fans through various uh, other for like Friday follow, follow trains or whatever. They hate the Jaguars. They're they're trying to start a rivalry with the Jaguars. Is I that the it. world's kind of lamest rivalry it though? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's kind of a saddest rivalry. one. It's yeah. like the two mo- the teams most uh, at risk for moving away from the <laughs> yeah. cities. And, and they gave me the world's worst, the, the worst playoff game last that's year. That's probably by far. what they bonded over, honestly. Yeah. But um, they they were tearing 
Jalen Ramsey to shreds. Oh, they yeah. I forgot about the that. Jaguars shred. Well, I mean, it's it probably bad. because of that one Jaguars fan that tried to rip off the, uh, or, uh, yeah, tried to rip off the Bills, like throwing people through tables at tailgates thing. Yeah. And, uh, not they smart they lit something on fire on the table to try to take it up a notch, and he <laughs> caught himself on fire and had to take his pants off in the middle of the parking lot because Jacksonville. Because you know that's how fire works. <laughs> it doesn't just stay on the table; it spreads. You friggin' morons. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just I read today that that Fournette's been suspended an, an additional game. He's he's suspended for next week, so I'm sure all his fantasy football owners are very excited about that. Uh, it doesn't look like Shaq Lawson was suspended, so which is I don't weird. Know. That I is mean, weird. you should suspend well, both, right? I think I think it was because Fournette came from the bench. He yeah, wasn't even true. in the game. I he forgot was about that. Kneeling on the side, farthest run of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> farthest season run all year. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. he he uh, came all the way out across, like all the way across the field from yeah. the bench to get in a fight. Like he also whoa. threw the first punch. If yeah. I remember correctly. he's he's a punk. But yeah, he. Uh, that kind of cost them the game in a way, too. Um, they were, like, on first and goal on the one-yard well, line. Yeah. When Fournette was kind of unstoppable the whole whole game, too. So, yeah. for him to leave as really unstoppable helped as like the Bills. As unstoppable 3.5 yards per carry yeah. can be. But yeah. yeah. They got a they got a holding <laughs> call on the next play, and then they got a couple Better of... Better than Deion Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> they, got a, they got a holding call on the next play, and then a couple of negative rushes from uh, Carlos Hyde, and they missed the field goal, and the Bills scored twice unanswered to win. So you could argue that it was all his fault. but It's all your fault. Well, it's all we'll, your we'll fault. We'll let the Jaguars pod figure that one out if they have one. <laughs> um, Jags you think, trombone. You think all Jaguars pods have just abandoned ship at this point? Like, uh, they're just... the Big Cat Country gets more and more depressed every day. <laughs> I and love it's, it. It's great. They were so smug last season. Yeah, and so Music City smug. Miracles really needs to really just lay it on yeah. Big, Big <laughs> Cat Country. Yeah, we need, we need I think to they get changed that. their name to Big Sad Country. They now. did. They did. <laughs> Like, what did you expect? Your team was a mirage last year. We Everybody tried to tell you, except for the NFL talking heads who uh, don't watch football. Uh, I, I'm convinced, the best defense in football. I am just convinced they, they, they are handed a CD, put it in their CD drive, and they watch the clips that they are given, and that's what they base all their analysis on. I yeah. mean, really, like, we watched the uh, Monday night game with the Titans and the Texans. Booger and Witten have no clue what they're talking about. Like none. Oh, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, it's it was bad. so bad. But th- that's not just Booger and Witten. Like half the talking heads that you watch on TV, if you are a smart NFL fan or, or someone that knows football even a little bit and follows the NFL closely, you can sit there and listen to them and just be like, "That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> like it is so much bullshit. Like." There are a select few shows that I will watch be, that actually produce intelligent, actual analysis. And NFL matchup is like one of the very few. I will watch that and, you know, Greg Cosell and Matt Bowen do an awesome job with that. But aside from that, there is so much bad football Let uh, me tell analysis. You the best tweet I've seen about Jason Witten. Listening to Jason Witten tell an elongated Earl Campbell slash Wade Phillips conditioning story is like watching a three-legged dog cross the road. You're just hoping it goes okay, but terrified it will end horribly bad. And that's from Damon Damon 
Amendolera. I don't know where he's from, <laughs> but he's, he's verified. That is very, very funny. Very funny. And apt. Yep. Um, Accurate. So let's move on to more productive football. Uh, Tom Brady moved past Peyton Manning for the most total passing yards in NFL history. I'm surprised he had, hasn't already done it. It's including uh, regular and postseason. But he's still behind Breeze, right? Yeah, for total yards in regular Gosh, season, really? he is. Oh, just regular yeah, season? Yeah, because Breeze passed Brady early, or Breeze oh, passed Manning right. earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah, that was for regular season though. This is for regular. Oh, and this is regular and postseason. Yeah. So is Breeze ahead of him? No, Breeze. No, he is he ahead like, of him for that? Not for not for not for postseason. postseason. Okay, okay. I'm sure this is very clear. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So okay, so there is a stat for regular season and postseason yeah. yards. It's a very uh, just total yes. games yeah. that counted in an right. NFL yeah, record. It totally dog. went over Big Mike's head, which yeah. means that it went over eight feet. Yes, that's a high <laughs> high point. But, yeah, so Tom Brady moved past Peyton Manning for the top slot in right. regular and postseason. Um, I was looking at the all-time passing yards list for just the regular season, and like you said, Breeze is number one. Um, and I wanted to ask you guys a, a quiz, you guys, and I wanted to see uh, Price is Right rules, closest without going over. Um, oh, shit. Alex Smith, where is he on this list? Oh God! Would you say top fifty, top one hundred? Is that how we're doing? Are we doing a number? We're giving we're, you we're a gonna, number, right? We're, you're giving me a number, so we'll say if you said two, and if it's one, right? You, but you're, you're I'm closest. gonna go sixty-four. Okay, where his rank is yes. all time? Wait. What number did you say? I'm he not said 64. Tell you <laughs> 63. No. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Uh, I'll do, I'll say he's actually like 23rd. Wow. He was closer than you were technically, but he went over. Well, he's 33rd on the list. Oh. Suck a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Lose again. Technically, my first answer was 63, so I will <laughs> take the correct answer on that. Um, so the 49ers release Reuben Foster. Over a domestic violence arrest. Yeah. Uh, and he settled out of court today. He settled? Is it, okay, so yeah, I haven't I heard know that, that part. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he settled out. Of, or No, he didn't settle out of court. He uh, pled no contest to um, breaking parole and false imprisonment. Okay, so he did not plead no contest to the actual domestic assault. Right. Okay. So yeah. So, so he's, they, he's he pleaded it down. Yeah, he pleaded it down. I'm I'm listening to uh serial season three. Sorry, <laughs> I quick I'm listening to serial season three right now, so I'm I'm very averse in uh plea deals right now. So mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. I've been li- I've been I watched the entire like the staircase documentary on Netflix. Oh yeah. Alfred please. I know all about him. No all about it. <laughs> Now, Serial uh, Season 3, excellent, I by the think, way. I think it's very good. It's I've good. heard that it's the people say that's not good, but it's oh, better no, than Season it's 2. Very good. It's, it's, it's never going to be Season 1. It's, it's never going to be Season 1. It's interesting. I find it's it very, totally different. It's very interesting. It's, they yeah, pivoted. Yeah, it's much... It's Season 1 was was special. You're never going to top it. Right. You need to set the, the bar lower. <laughs> but Season 2 was terrible. Season 3, solid bounce back. It's it's in the range of S Town. Yeah, you know. Let me ask you very this. good. So the Redskins were the only team that put in a claim for Reuben Foster, and uh, they got him, of course, because they're the only team that put in. 
feelings on that? I mean, I mean, I see a lot of people that want to equate this to Colin Kaepernick. Again, Ruben Foster's not suing anybody in the league, so let's let's get over this Colin Kaepernick thing. Yeah, we need to stop comparing yeah. every single person to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, it's, right. But it's a fine line, especially if he's pleading down. I mean, and if that's you know that's something that I, I don't know if the Redskins really knew at the time. They say they're still going to go through all their little due diligence, but it's a little bit of a weird thing to put be the only team to to do it. And the the way the news was released was yeah. very strange too, because it was like Schefter reported that a team has claimed Reuben Foster. At first, I think he said it was the Browns, but yeah. then he came back and said that information was premature and the Browns did not claim him. And then he said, "We're." A team has claimed him, but we're waiting on confirmation of who it is, which is a very weird, weird way. It almost felt like it was like the NFL was saw that Reuben Foster got claimed, or the, or the Browns all the Redskins, <laughs> yeah. and were, were like, "Are you sure?" You or the, or the Browns saw that that tweet went out. They're like, "No, fucking take that <laughs> off." <laughs> or, or, or did the Browns have like another paperwork issue because they've had Maybe. issues with that in the <laughs> Maybe past? They couldn't get it faxed in. You think they put in a waiver Greg claim? But it was knew. like he may not know his code. <laughs> he may just be sitting there. What's my security code? You think you think they like uh, they sent in a waiver claim, but it was like incomplete. Like they forgot to like put the date on it or something like that, or like <laughs> they spelled that. Reuben wrong, and <laughs> and they were like, oh, that, well, that this could be any Reuben Foster, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened. That's actually interesting. I didn't know about that uh, the claiming and everything, but I mean, we're not really expecting the uh, team who uses the moniker the Redskins to be no. the moral compass of the league. Probably. Yeah, Dan Snyder is not a uh, exactly a you know, beacon of integrity. So, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the uh, Packers and their slow decline. It, it's or rapid it, decline. Maybe. I watched this last game. I had a bunch of fantasy implications on it and I stayed up watching it in bed. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just Ladies. me, me, Huxley, Lauren and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a lovely evening. Uh, I guess the thing is, is that, Usually when Aaron Rodgers has the ball in the last two minutes of the game, which I think he had it pretty close to the two minutes, um, you you like, oh, well, he's going to go down here and score. He's gonna They're going to get the onside kick, make this game. He was wholly ineffective this game, and a lot of it has to do with his refusal to take a check down and take easy passes. He always wants the long bomb. This is kind of... It's a weird thing to see because you got to remember, was it two years ago that Aaron Rodgers said, oh, we're just going to run the table, and they did? This is not the cocksure Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines in the game and having the talent to back it up. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the game, if not the best quarterback, pure passing quarterback that yeah. can do it all. But he is – this team is broke. It's yeah. broke this season. I, I – I know it's one of the fixes going to be firing Coach Mike McCarthy, and we'll talk about him a little bit later in the coaching malpractice. But Aaron Rodgers needs to share some of the blame on this. I not two weeks ago, I think after the Rams game, was uh, it the Rams or was it Seahawks? Is that maybe the Seahawks game? I kind of defended Aaron Rodgers, saying he's not the problem; it's really all in the coaching. It, he he shares the blame. 
He's got a little something. He's part there. of it a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah, he's not he's not playing as well as you usually see him play. Like the numbers are still great. I think he's got like a 19 to 1 interception or touchdown interception ratio or something crazy like that. He's still putting up, you know, a bunch of yards and in that whole thing, but I I think part of it is you know, he's down to Devontae Adams is basically his only you know, real trusted target in the passing game. Jimmy Graham's been in and out of the in and in and out of the lineup. Randall Cobb's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Valdez Scantling is a talented rookie, but he's still a little inconsistent. Same with Equinemius St. Brown. Aaron best, Jones best has emerged as a uh, as a really good running back for him. They still got some talent. I still think they could go on a run at some point. Um, where they rattle off a few well, wins in a row. But. Let me say this: they have if if any if you came up and I just saw you on the street or whatever, and I said, "Hey, this team only has wins against these teams: the Bears, the Bills, the Forty ers the Dolphins." Would you think that's a good team? Probably not. No. So let, the let's, Bears. The Bears. Is I, a good I think win, we need but. to just say this is a bad Packers team, even with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And there's something wrong with this team. We would be killing any team that would only have those four losses yeah. or four wins. So I think we need to be killing the Packers. I think they're just a shitty team. Yeah, I, I don't think they're good. I, I think the defense has a lot of problems. They don't really. They don't get after the passer super consistently. They've got a couple good players in Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark on the on the front line, but their edge rushers. Clay Matthews has gotten old. I mean, he's yeah. he's just not the guy that he used to be. Um, Kyler, what's his name? Kyler Fackrell or something yeah, like that. Right. Yeah, he's a rookie. Um, he had that three sack game, I think. But besides that, he hasn't done a whole lot. Um, and the corners are basically all rookies. I mean. And then they got rid of Ha Clinton Dix and are playing an ex- inexperienced guy back there. They have like zero experience on that defense right now. Yeah. Besides a washed up Clay Matthews and a couple, you know, pretty good defensive tackles. There's a lot of problems on that side of the ball that, you know, maybe maybe get better with experience. But yeah, I don't I mean, think Mike McCarthy will see it. They're technically not out of the playoff race. They have the it's, Cardinals, yeah. the Falcons, the Bears, the Jets, the Lions. Those are all winnable games. Yeah. That's I mean true. But I mean, the Bears are playing way better than they, what they were at the beginning of the year when they met them in the first opening game. Where's that game at? At uh, Chicago. It's at Chicago, yeah, yeah. So that's tough. The Falcons. You never know which Falcons team you're going to get, but they can go tit for tat oh, with yeah. uh, the Packers. And yeah. then, I mean, Lions already beat them once. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out at the end and. Like I said, I just don't think they're that good of a team. There's been some there's been some uh, snide comments from from Rogers regarding no. coaching and everything like that, which it's over I, it's, for McCarthy. It seems like it's definitely over for McCarthy, but yeah. it also seems like he is not invested at all. It yeah. seems like he's it, out it, on the sidelines. I, it doesn't look like he's that invested. I think that may be part of his play too at this point. I think maybe he's frustrated by the fact that. He's still dealing with this same shit, and he's just like, you are, know, we, are we putting our conspiracy hats on? Yeah, let's put our tinfoil hats on. You think so he's throwing he's, it? He's tanking for getting rid of his head coach? Tanking for Lincoln Riley. That's a big risk because you don't he's, know. He's, hey, wait, wait, wait. It's Lincoln Riley? He's stinking for Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hashtag stinking for Lincoln. Hashtag stinking for Lincoln. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I could, eh, I could see it. If he's I just had it, if he's had it with him. I mean, think of if. 
I'm not gonna lie. If you stuck him with like a, you know, and I'm sure Mike McCarthy once upon a time was this, but all coaches at some point the game passes you by. If you stuck him with like an innovative often innovative offensive mind like a Lincoln Riley or like a Cliff Kingsbury, even um, imagine how good that offense could be. They've already got a good offensive line. They've got a good running back. They've got, you know, at least one good receiver. They could probably add one more would be helpful. But, mm-hmm. I mean, with Aaron Rodgers, you could turn, you know, Valdez Scantling and these other guys into something or right. Geronimo Allison, all these guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that could be – that that team, that is the most attractive job, job in the league if it comes open. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is like the Steve Kerr Golden State Warriors equivalent. Absolutely. Of- I mean – situations if you were ever gonna lure a guy like lincoln riley to the nfl that's aaron Rodgers would be the way yeah Yeah. um melvin gordon sprained his mcl bad Mm, luck bad luck but i mean for the chargers again austin eckler and i think it's justin jackson is the other guy they looked pretty good i mean and we we know austin eckler can carry it melvin gordon will be back by the playoffs that's what they're saying yeah yeah what's the chargers schedule like down the stretch um I think they've got might look it up here but i mean gordon's a big part of that that offense yeah i Absolutely. mean most definitely they're definitely a different offense when he's not in there but now you know now that they have bosa back that makes a, a difference um, well they have the steelers the Bengals, the yeah. chiefs Ooh. the ravens and the broncos that's, that's a rough tough schedule yeah that's rough and you could see them fading a little bit down the street now there's they're what eight and three yes so they're they're not going to fade that much they're they're at least going to get two wins out of that yeah final i think five, so. I, I would think. hope so but it is the chargers and they love to uh, uh, they love to kick themselves they do love to lose in dramatic mm-hmm. fashion and uh but that being said rivers has been playing very very well yeah he is so uh those will be games to watch for sure um Demarius Randall picked off Andy <laughs> Dalton <Yeah>. so good <laughs> uh, in the Browns Bengals game, and then he went over to Hugh Jackson, who is the Bengals uh, assistant coach of some sort. I, I don't assistant think, to the head coach. Assistant yeah. to the head. Coach. I don't think <laughs> Hugh Jackson knew he was getting trolled. I think he was just thought he was getting no tossed idea. the ball. He was like, "Hey, bud," and he like tapped him on yeah, the helmet, yeah. and then he realized, "Oh shit, this is gonna be on ESPN," and then he like dropped the ball. <laughs> I, I love how Hugh in like well, I, we can get into the Baker stuff too here because. Yeah. Uh, Hugh the whole time was like he's like the happy puppy that like doesn't know that he's in trouble. He's yeah. just still well, wagging his tail, just right, like right, right. oh everything's fine. These guys like me; they yeah. love me. Like <laughs> yeah. Hugh's so clueless. I'm I'm okay with the Baker thing too because oh, I mean yeah. Baker. Baker's oh, as far as right. like from Baker's yeah. end, yeah, Baker's right. I mean, this guy quickly jumps. Well, let's be fair. He didn't really do it on purpose. It's more of a necessity of having a job lined up because he knows that if Marvin Lewis was ever to get fired, he's probably going to get hired as the Bengals head coach because they're fucking idiots. That was the reports that Sunday. Oh, but, it would be so like they may, might as well yeah. fold the franchise. But I mean, Hugh <laughs> Jackson d- apparently did not get along with anybody. He held Baker back. He he didn't do anything right, and then he goes to a rival team. 
that's how you should kind of act. Yeah. I think in that situation. Yeah. I loved it from Baker. Baker gave him a, a cold handshake at the end of the game. Oh, he was yeah. staffing everybody. I hope he's limp and wet. Yeah, I hope yeah. he I hope he's spitting his hand I for hope it. It's very no, moist. And in, in, uh, Hugh was definitely going in for the yeah. hug. Yeah, he had the and, arm out. He had and, the arm ready to come around. He was acting like they were like BFFs. And Baker like kind of gave him this weird like lean back handshake and to where very he could rigid get arm. close to him. Yeah. yeah. It was wonderful. It was so shade, so much shade. And then the comments after the game. I never thought I would like Baker Mayfield this much because, <laughs> frankly, yeah. he plays for the school that that my university hates. He talks shit about Texas all the time, but I love this guy. Yeah, he's great. He's I a, love he's, him. A, he's a great thing to happen in the NFL. He for is sure. the best thing to happen in the NFL in a long time. Yeah, he's entertaining. He's good. And I mean, he's like a throwback to like the. He's like he's Brett Favre in a way. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's Brett he's, Favre, he's Brett with, Favre with personality. Yeah, with the well, with like young Brett Favre personality. Because I feel like young Brett Favre had that kind of like that swagger, that swagger and, and the, the willingness to talk and, shit. Yeah, like then I'm not going to be PC all the time, sort of yeah. thing. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Drew Brees, another great quarterback. Um, I'm going to give you guys – I think you guys might know too much already considering what we talked about before the pod started. But I'm giving you the Drew Brees shopping cart quiz. Okay. Um, as we said on earlier podcast, if Drew Brees is a good enough quarterback that you could put a sh- bunch of shopping carts out there at wide receiver <laughs> and he would still get 100 yards passing or whatever. Yes. So I'm going to say five names. Four of these people caught a touchdown pass from Drew Brees this week. Name the person that did not catch a touchdown pass from Drew Brees. So the five people are Dan Arnold, Tommy Lee Lewis, Austin Carr, Derek White, and Keith Kirkwood. I think it's I, Keith I Kirkwood. No, no, no. It's uh, Derek White. It is Derek, Derek White. Damn. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but yeah, those everyone Dan Arnold, Tommy Lee Lewis, Dan Austin Arnold, Carr, I did not know was a human being before and that. Keith game. Kirkwood caught touchdown. You could passes. almost just said Tom Arnold, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I mean, Derek Carr, yeah, yeah, James yeah. Woods. Yeah, we said uh, uh, what's his name? Derek J- Carr. What Lee Lewis? Huh? Tommy Lee name? Lewis. Tommy Lee Lewis. Is this Tommy Lee Lewis? Is that Jerry Lee Lewis? Yeah, J- Jerry Lee Lewis, Lewis plays the but piano. What's the I think Saints he the guy's name? Tommy, Tommy Lee Lewis. Lewis. That, his name's Tommy Lee. Oh, Tommy word. Lee, all one word. Yeah, he's definitely a, a 40s, <laughs> 40s crooner. Yes. <laughs> Tommy Lee Lewis. I mean, uh, how pissed do you have to be unless you're Drew Brees' owner in fantasy on Thanksgiving that Michael <laughs> Thomas only walked away with three points in non-PPR? I picked up Draquan Smith this week, and uh, yeah. he proceeded to get scratched yeah. for injury reasons before the game. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just thinking those the two of those could have been him. Drew Brees is your MVP. It's it's nobody he, else. A, I yeah. I am sorry unless he just starts throwing interceptions. Yeah, he just threw to those four guys in touchdowns. Give me a fucking break. And and Sean Payton like Sean Payton's amazing. And and to think that the Saints, uh, you know, the whole uh, was it Bounty Gate thing, and he was suspended mm-hmm. for a year and. There was all these questions about whether the Saints should just move on from him and stuff like that. Wow. What a coach Sean Payton is. Like, I mean, you know, Bounty Gate stuff, maybe he's a huge asshole. Like, there are stories out there that maybe he's just a a huge dick to to people in real life. But 
dude can coach his ass off. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, him and Drew Brees is like just sweet, sweet music. Yeah. On the football field. Yeah, it's it's been insane. Uh, does has your coach of the year candidate? that we did at the half year mark. Has that changed at all? I mean, we're going to talk about this next week in the uh, three quarter year review or awards. It, or whatever. it hasn't changed the Sean Payton. Um, no. What were, who were we on at I, the halfway you, point? You guys were all remember. Sean McVay. We were all I Sean was McVay. either Frank uh, Reich or yeah. Andy Reid. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, mine shifted, I think a little bit to who? Frank Dude, Reich. Frank Reich? You could still probably talk. Yeah, you could probably talk me into Frank Reich. You could talk me into Sean Payton. You could talk me into Sean McVay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think that's probably it. It's interesting. Um, but speaking of coaches, let's get to coaches who aren't doing so well. Before we do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I want to do the Mick Mixon uh, radio call. Of the, oh, But this okay. is right before. Okay, set the scene. This is the local radio call of the Panthers-Seahawks game, the Panthers broadcast. His name is Mick Mixon. And he is going on this. What I'm about to play for you leads right into the kickoff, the opening <laughs> kickoff. So it's like he says all, all this whole thing, and then they kick off, and then he just starts going on whatever. So just want to listen. Favor of the, the Mixon uh, effect. After the win over Tampa Bay on November the 4th, the 6-2 and two Carolina Panthers went viral, dripping with drip. The thumbs-up emojis poured in. But then, like a millennial brain addicted to Facebook, we got a little distracted. Trolled by the Steelers and then catfished by the Lions, <laughs> the Panthers are now not accepting any more friend requests. Instead, God Carolina is cutting the cord, unplugging, and focusing on the fundamentals. The semester is flying by, and if the Panthers don't get serious wow. and buckle down, our devices will be taken away. Oh, my God. Social media, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Get rid of all social media. That's what I'm talking That's about. That's what I'm talking about. What Jesus. in the world was that? So, so let he me, committed to a theme. I will say that. He went hard. He went all the way down. Dripping with drip. Dripping, Dripping with drip. Do you think how many of those things do you, he do you think he actually knows what they are or how many did he like oh, look up on an internet? Article? I think someone wrote that for him and he just reads it. <laughs> I know exactly what happened. He went to Thanksgiving. And he yes. sat yeah. down and he he started talking to whatever kid or yeah. grandkid that was in uh, was in like seventh grade. He was like, "What are the kids saying? Oh, saying dripping that drip? Is that what they're saying? <laughs> dripping that what? Drip that drip? Hang on, let me let me type this into my uh, BlackBerry here. <laughs> dripping that drip? Let me get my stylist out. Yeah, let me get this Motorola <laughs> Motorola razor out of my uh, my belt holster." So, <laughs> let me take a brief moment and say how lucky we are as Titans fans to have Mike Keith oh, and yeah. Coach Mack. Yeah. He's the best. They're outstanding, and if when you listen to, because you know, we found that via the uh, Around the NFL podcast, when you listen to that podcast, they feature like every week some local NFL calls, basically from every game. Those calls are so horrendous most yeah. of the time, and it's like... The worst homerific stuff. I mean, it's like open. The Scott cheer. Zolak oh, is the worst. Zolak is the absolute worst. The Patriots guy. Yeah, color like, guy. Who's like a typical Boston meathead. <laughs> and he just flat out cheers for the Patriots like a fanboy in the booth. It's it's like shameful. Like, I, I'm not the biggest person on like, 
oh, you have to be impartial and a you know, big J journalist about everything. Like it's, it's sports. It should be fun. But there's also a line where it's like, you can't just be screaming like a little girl every time Gronk catches a touchdown pass and going, oh my God, he's so awesome. Like it's, it's shameful. Yeah. Well, Get was, a hold of yourself, Zolak. That was something. Yeah. That was, was so bad. Um, Oh man, he should be on the Monday Night Football crew. He with should. How bad that was. Oh well, yeah, let's 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 get Witten some uh, some hashtag. <laughs> uh, uh, that what drip, the kids saying? Yeah. What was it? What's his thing that uh, you've been saying? Pull a rabbit out of its head. Pull oh, a yeah. rabbit out of his head. Is he going to be able to pull a rabbit out of his head tonight? Dripping that drip. Uh, so let's talk about coaching malpractices. Yeah, there was a bunch of them this past week, okay? So we've already talked about the Vrabel touchdown or t- tight end run on the fourth and one. That's a huge blunder of a call. But let's talk about Odell's comments about Pat Shermer and the game plan for against the Eagles <laughs> oh, yeah. not attacking the Philly D through the air. The They played the Philadelphia Eagles who – are missing six of the 11 starters that they had in the first time they played the Giants. And we they were starting wi- practicing wide receivers at corner because they didn't have any defensive backs. Yeah. Decimated, yet, decimated by injury is an understatement for and that secondary. Th- mm-hmm. Through the first half, they I think they ended the half at 19-3, to and they had uh, the most yards that either any NFL team since 1991 or any Giants team since 1991 had in one half. Jeez. And then they end up losing because they just quit. They for whatever reason Wayne Gallman was getting some more <laughs> I mean getting snaps on run and getting plays and carries. Like <laughs> this is coaching malpractice. This was simple. You have Odell Beckham, you have Sterling Shepard, you have Evan Ingram, you have Saquon Barkley in catch passes, you have a Andy Dal- Dalton esque kind of quarterback that can at least get the ball to those players. Against a depleted uh, second, well, let's I, not let's not insult listen, the the good name of Andy Dalton. Like listen, that. it's a, it's at least against the secondary he could get him to him. Yeah, maybe. And <laughs> and they go away from it. That is coaching malpractice at its finest. Yeah, yeah it was it was bad. bad. It was bad when uh, Odell Beckham is in the post game saying, "Well, it wasn't in the game plan." Like, yeah, what, that's the second is, time he's taken a shot at Pat Shermer already this yeah, season. It's not not great. Um, that is a bad relationship. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, that's that's not great because like Odell's the one guy you gotta keep happy. Like you know, yeah. Eli's a short timer, but you know, and Saquon is a rookie, so he's probably not gonna make too much noise. But Odell's the one guy in that locker room you gotta have buy in from, and it sounds like Shermer may be losing that, which is not, not good. good. No, because I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that wide receiver core looks up to him and and will follow him wherever he oh, goes. Oh, absolutely. So. So. I think I think most of that team probably does. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Odell's the biggest personality on that team, you yeah. know, and and their best player. So yeah, you look to your best player, hundred percent. So. Yeah, I just I just don't understand uh, how you can go up against this Eagles team with with the offensive firepower that you do have, and not just constantly throw it. Like yeah. why? And then you and have they got up early and then yeah. they just sat on it. You know, they, well they didn't score the second half. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have this leads me to Adam Gase who on third and long oh. with the oh, game Adam, on the line yeah. runs the ball, calls a run play. Like 
they they had that game in hand, and yeah. you're going to call that run play, which is going to sensibly just hand the ball back to Andrew Luck. You couldn't even put yourself into a manageable fourth down or field goal position. Yeah. You just decided to give up. That's inexplicable. What is with coaches this year just inexplicably giving up and not even and just playing for the, either the field goal or playing for the punt? I don't, yeah. I don't get it. It's playing not to lose, and it's one of the things that drives me absolutely insane. And it's one of my favorite things about Vrabel. You yeah. can slight him all you want about other decisions he's made, but he always plays aggressive. He always plays to win. Yeah. And playing not to lose and playing to win are very, very different things. And that's 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 a prime example. It's like, why on earth would you run the ball in that situation? Makes no sense. Know. Attack. And he's what? three years as head coach now, and yeah. he's making stupid mistakes like this, and he's supposed to be an offensive genius, and that's the play call you're going to call him third and what? Very long. I don't know the exact yardage, but... I haven't heard his name on the hot seat on anything. But he, do you he's, think he's been on my radar. I mean, I, I don't see any reason why... You think that burner's on, like, six? I think it's definitely it's, a seven. It's yeah. on, for yeah. sure. It, the, the heat is it's on. It's toasty. Yeah. I don't have a... Fire at, uh, sound. <laughs> I should have put we're one gonna, on. We'll work on that. Yeah. We're gonna workshop it. And then uh, you got yeah. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that's. I mean, his whole his fire. whole season has just been awful with coaching blunders left and right. In this last game, I, I I I mean, there's so many things that towards that fourth quarter where he just went wrong punting. I th- what he was por- that? He punted on fourth and two. Yeah, fourth yeah. and two oh, with the yeah. game. It's the second line. time he's done that this yeah, year. It's, Makes no sense. I don't. You have don't Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You have yeah. one of the most you talented have Aaron NFL Jones, players. One yeah. of the best running backs in the NFL that you just apparently yeah. just hate. You can't trust I either Aaron to get you two yards. I don't understand the Aaron Jones usage at all because this is now two years in a row that Aaron Jones has essentially averaged like over six yards per carry, which is insane. That's like basically Alvin Kamara territory, and they have insisted on limiting to him to like 10 to 12 carries a game it's like give that guy the ball as much as possible they, they're finally starting to give him the ball more yeah. but like it took 10 weeks into the season and them having their season on the line for him to finally be like well i guess this aaron jones guy is pretty good he, he looks every time he touches the ball he looks like he shot out of a cannon absolutely yeah. and and this has been uh, something that I posted up on Twitter, but this is something that has driven me nuts, and this game is a good example of it. Dalvin Cook is your best running back. Aaron Jones is your best running back. In critical game situations, you should not put anybody else on your roster in their position. Yeah. If you want to do it on a second down or first down, I understand it. Give them a break. Yeah. But they are your stud running backs. And to put Jamal Williams or Latavius Murray or Amir Abdullah, if you're the Vikings, in on critical passing downs or critical blocking situations is ludicrous. And it's league-wide where they, for whatever reason, most teams, I'd say about probably a good 80% of teams, mishandle in the most critical time their running back splits. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's maddening. There's no reason that Dalvin Cook should be pulled out for Latavius Murray unless he's requesting to be out. If you're pulling him out because you just want to put Latavius Murray in, that's on you. The same thing with Jamal Williams. It's it's utterly ridiculous. Aaron Jones is a – you lose 
so much playmaking ability when you take those two people off the field and replace them with Latavius Murray and you lose and Jamal. on average close to three yards per carry yeah. when you go from Aaron Jones to Jamal Williams. It's utterly like, ridiculous. And I remember you shit talking Aaron Jones <laughs> for your own benefit this whole offseason on sandbagging his ass. You sandbagged me, <laughs> and then you ended up drafting him. And look at you now. Yep, yep look at me. I was now. right all along. Yeah, I. I just it's so frustrating to watch stuff like that happen. And I can't imagine that these players are asking to be removed from the game in critical situations. I, no. I wouldn't imagine yeah, it at all. For sure. So yeah. Um there there's one more that I, I have. I think that uh John Harbaugh needs to be uh included on this list. Well, why is that? Because he made us suffer through more Joe Flacco <laughs> than we needed to. I I I I think we need to cool our jets on the Lamar Jackson hype train. He's exciting. He's exciting. But he is not a quarterback. He threw yet. the ball a lot last week. I mean, define win. a lot. Who who did they who did they they played the Raiders. Yes. Yeah. That's that's like playing a JV team. Yeah. Still. Well, let's cool our jets. I think Lamar can develop into something. But, you know, let's let's cool our jets on that. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm also not 100% sold on Lamar. I like Lamar. I think he's exciting. I think he's got a lot of potential. But but you think, the this, Bengals, you think this team makes any kind of noise in the playoffs with Joe Flacco? Yeah, I think I don't think I, I don't think they're making noise in the playoffs with either guy, honestly. But if I had to choose who I would rather have as my playoff quarterback, I'd rather have Joe Flacco. He's been there before, you know, they they're not passing. I think Joe Flacco with what's his name Gus. Oh um, no, Gus uh, Gus Edwards. Yeah, I couldn't get him in my fucking fantasy league. Lamar Jackson on waiver, but he's like Lamar Jackson's like roommate. Or yeah, and uh, now he plays uh, running back with him on the read option for yeah. some reason. But I guess which Alex is Collins, really straight. I guess but Alex Collins doesn't have yeah, that Alex Collins. Alex Collins didn't even play. He wasn't even he was inactive this last but week. But I think he played last week. Yeah. And and he I'm just saying that, but, that. But Velcro Gus Edwards belly. is actually really good. I mean. He looks good on the field. I don't know how much of that is a product of Lamar Jackson or not, but yeah, I don't know. I th- I think you have a better chance of winning in the playoffs with Joe Flacco than you probably would with Lamar Jackson. Interesting. I, 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 I think res- it's more exciting to watch Lamar Jackson, Absolutely. but sometimes yeah. more exciting football doesn't equate to wins. That's so true. far it has against the Bengals and the uh, – Shit, the, we just said it. We're the Raiders. The, Raiders yeah. the Oakland Pirate jokes. But let's let's be honest, those two aren't exactly world beaters anyway. Do we have any other? They're not even like anybody beaters yeah. right now. And I, no, I don't even, even think they'd eat egg beaters. Might be like, no. yeah. Just self beaters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we have any more coaching malpractices that we want to? No, I think that's good. Up? I can't think no? of any. Mm. I can't think of any. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, Great radio. <laughs> Let's get on to uh, the coaches, players, teams that we need to apologize for being wrong about. Who who would like to go first? I'll start. Okay. David Moore. I'm oh, sorry. David Moore. You're a legit wide receiver. I'm sorry for doubting you in the first week that you uh, put up some respectable yardage and receptions. I poo-pooed you, and that was unfair. You're not a flash in the pan. 
you're showing some stuff. On that uh, that 35 one-handed grab, I knew you were something special. I'm sorry. Let's. I'll go next. Okay. I'm gonna stay on the same theme, same same team actually. Pete Carroll. I apologize. I was harsh this off season. Made a lot of fun of you. Your gum chewing. Your old age. I was a very ageist. Took some ageist shots at you. I'm not gonna lie. He also uh, claps weird. He claps weird. He's uh. He's a strange strange fella. But Pete, um, I'll be honest. I'm surprised. You're six and five. I thought you'd totally lost your marbles and uh, had had lost the locker room when Richard Sherman and Michael Bennett and basically all your good players uh, <laughs> from the past 10 years left besides Russell Wilson. And um, you actually just reloaded and you're better now. And um, I think you're a good football coach, Pete. And uh, you're old, but you got a young spirit. And... Um, I wish you the best of luck moving forward, Pete. I'm sorry. I, too, would like to apologize to the, all of the Seahawks organization. <laughs> um, Very Seahawks-centric yeah. apology. We we pretty much shipped them for, what, 5-11 and 11 or something in the offseason. I was real down on them. I thought they would absolutely be probably one of the worst teams to watch. Because, I mean, here we are at their offensive line. Wasn't supposed to be good. And... They look like world beaters. Brian Schottenheimer is calling competent plays and competent game plans. They look like they can hang with anybody, and they're getting hot at the right time. I apologize for doubting you, buds. I'd like to apologize. Maybe this is too early. Maybe it's not. I would like to apologize to Amari Cooper. He has played his absolute tits off. He has tits? uh, Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe so. But uh, he's played great. Uh, I will argue it's still not a first-round pick worthy. But Mm. That sounds like a half-assed apology. It is a half-apology. I half-apologize, Amari. Uh, It may have just been Derek Carr being your quarterback. But but you look good. You're looking good. And I'm a little jealous of your new boyfriend, the Cowboys. Um... Adrian, Adrian Peterson, like to apologize. Um, called you old and washed up, and said you had no business being in the NFL again. A lot of ageist comments coming from me this offseason. <laughs> <laughs> but you're—is uh, is it your the reflection of your own mor- mortality starting is. to creep in? It is. He's actually—he's um, older than I am, so that's probably why I was dogging him. <laughs> um, but he's still playing running back in the NFL at a high level. You have somehow accumulated 758 yards in uh, 11 games with the Redskins, despite being signed like 15 minutes before the season started. (laughs) You're uh, 33 years old and um, somehow still going strong. I I don't know how it works. Um, (laughs) But you and Frank Gore, whatever you're made out of, please donate it to science when you're done. <laughs> we need this technology. Thank you, and I'm sorry. I'd like to apologize to Eric Ebron. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, for a guy who's already caught 10 touchdown passes, I maybe even more, 
I've lost count because he's caught so many fucking touchdown passes compared to what he did his whole fucking career as a lion. I thought you were a joke of a human. <laughs> no, like literally, I, I just did not like you as a person. And here you are catching touchdown passes, of course, from Andrew Luck, but you're still catching them, bud. And you never caught passes. You had brick hands. You're basically Brandon Pettigrew 2.0 in my eyes. <laughs> and here you are just Shots. just fucking just owning the uh, Colts and rubbing it in the Lions' face. Also, this Lions' face because I'm Zach Lions. See? Wordplay. Uh, that's fun. That, so I apologize. That was like the meanest apology I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, I have to apologize to the city of Chicago. And and the Bears, the uh, Bears, you guys turned out to be a not only competent football team, but a successful one. And I was certain that you were going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year, so I apologize. Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we're gonna get both of you. I was on Team Pump the Brakes with everyone uh, this past offseason who wanted to crown you as the next great quarterbacks in the NFL. And Deshaun, this is a half apology for you because I'm still not 100% sold on you. But Patrick, this is full apology. You get full apology. And he gets Deshaun's other half apology. Yes, you get a one and a half apology, Patrick. Um, you two have combined for a 17-5 and five record this year. And... Um, You've also thrown for a combined 57 touchdowns, which I'm not sure the Titans will accumulate in the next 10 years. Um, I'm sorry that I doubted you uh, both. Well, mostly you, Patrick, but a little bit to Sean, too. Um, and I, I'm not going to promise I won't doubt you again, but I'm sorry that I did this time. <laughs> Uh, do we? How many more can we do? Because I got I got a whole list of apologies. If, I if you want to do I mean, one more, okay, I'm gonna do this one and then one more. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to apologize to Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> That's I thought you were a subpar quarterback who was never gonna amount to anything, and that a completion percentage that was boasted by Norv Turner was gonna be fucking outrageous. You're good, bud. And I apologize for ever doubting you. You're still dressing a really weird, and we probably, <laughs> me and you probably need to get together when you talk about it. Uh, I can fix it. I can fix everything. I, I, I have good style, or at least I like to think I do. I can, I can fix everything that you're doing. It's, it's horrible. I will not apologize for that. But I will apologize for doubting that giving a nor Turner offense that you would actually be able to be a pro style NFL in the pocket quarterback and accurate at that boasting over 60% completion percentage. I never would have believed it. In fact, I said that it was fucking preposterous and I apologize. Mike. Jason Garrett and the Dallas Cowboys. Jason. Whoa, this could be a too early apology. I don't know. I, I'm apologizing right now. Let me, let me put it this way. I bet money against you winning more than eight games in <laughs> Vegas before the season started. And I'm starting to sweat it a little bit. I, I didn't think it would be a problem. You started three and five and were 
dusted at home by my uh, beloved Tennessee Titans, and I was I was ready to go cash that ticket in. Um, and now I'm worried. I'm very worried about my uh, $20 and where it's going to go and uh, what that casino is going to spend it on. Um, probably not a whole lot because it's only $20. But, Jason, you're, you're clapping. Uh, has clearly motivated your team. Um, That's it. It's inspirational <laughs> clapping. And Amari Cooper has responded to it really well. Uh, apparently, John Gruden just should clap more. But... Um, <laughs> I apologize to you for doubting you and betting against you in Vegas, and um, I'm sorry. I, I'd like to apologize to the Giants. I'm sorry for ever fucking believing in you. <laughs> this doesn't feel like an apology at all. Five was my prediction. <laughs> this feels like an attack. So sorry that I decided that I thought, oh, well, you know, you, you know, this fucking uh, offense and defense, you know, this could be a pretty good team, and they could beat this week in NFCs. So I'm sorry for believing in you more than you believed in yourselves, you fucking pieces of trash. Eli Manning, this team should be 11-5, and five, and here we are. They've only won two fucking games. Give me a fucking break. Eli Manning should get his Hall of Fame. His first, He will be a first ballot Hall of Famer just because of his two Super Bowl Ugh. wins. You know what? They should take it and rip it and just fucking throw it into the sun. <laughs> Eli Manning deserves to eat Logan's Roadhouse for the rest of his fucking life. And if I have... I can will never believe in this team again until they get a new fucking quarterback, and it may be another year before we see that. But I am sorry, and I apologize for believing in you. I've got a apology that's in the very similar tone as Zach's. I'm sorry to the Cincinnati fucking Bengals. I picked you to win the AFC North for some fucking reason. Marvin Lewis... Andy Dalton, why would I, like, I'm disgusted with past me for believing in you. And I, too, bet on you. I bet on you to win more than six and a half games. And you know what? You're still sitting at five after you started, what, five and two or five and three. Again, I was ready to cash that check. And here I am sweating it out. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, uh, Marvin. Thanks to John Mr. Glass Ross and Tyler Eifert, Mr. Glass also, but taller and whiter. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks to Vontez, Shithead Perfect, and all the rest of your crew. Um, yeah, go fuck yourself, Bengals. I'm never believing you again. You hired Hugh Jackson. I feel like we did a lot of uh, repairing there. Yeah. I feel like everyone. This is, will have to be a segment that probably comes back later because yeah. I still have a whole list of people. Fences were mended. Fences were mended. Yeah. I feel like we're all in the trust tree again. I feel like everybody's. <laughs> See, that's the sound of the trust tree. Do, yeah. I just wouldn't do that one again. That's the sound that the trust tree makes when wind goes through. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's get to one last segment before we close out here. Uh, oh, this is one that's on the rundown. The Back to the Future Thursday Night Football oh, yeah. recap it from Wednesday right that you're listening to on Friday, presented by Football and Other F-Words. And we are, of course, talking about the Saints versus the Cowboys. Um, so we're going to tell you, before it happens, what's going to happen on Thursday night. We'll put a minute on the clock, and uh, away we go. I can't believe the Cowboys won. They were just dripping with that drip. <laughs> you know, the really amazing thing was that 
all three of us caught touchdown passes from Drew Brees. Can you believe that? Yeah, that I was, was just, so cool. I, it was. It was. I was wearing my Oculus Go headset, and all of a sudden, I had a ball in my hand. Yeah, like I was just pushing a shopping cart down the down the sidewalk at uh, Costco, and all of a sudden, this football landed in it, and I was in the end zone in uh, you know the, the the middle of the stadium. It was amazing. It was an honor, Drew. Thanks for throwing it yeah, to us. Thanks, Drew, uh, and I, your mole. I, I appreciate I, you. I, <laughs> I think you got that removed. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed when Ezekiel Elliott. Where, where, where do you think the mole lives now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like in his sock during the game. It's the good luck mole. It's the good luck. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I enjoyed when he ripped uh, his shirt or his jersey into a belly shirt and then just wore it like that the rest of the game. I like that uh, he basically came out dressed as Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything. <laughs> Wesley Snipes character. I, I thought it was kind of cool that Ezekiel Elliott actually played the entire game inside the Salvin, Salvation Army uh, red ball or whatever the yeah. thing that he gets in all the time. Yeah, the uh, pot. It made him hard to tackle because I mean, he's just rolling down the field like it's, it's like one of those uh, yeah. those hamster wheel what, bubble ball things. What did y'all think about Jason Witten just coming out into the field being completely <laughs> lost like John Travolta in Pulp Fiction? <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, and, uh, I actually enjoyed when the booger mobile just started running over people <laughs> well, just down the side. I like that that Drew Brees threw a touchdown pass to the booger mobile. <laughs> <laughs> he did, and Sean Payton actually paid someone to kick Jason's Garrett, Jason Garrett's ass at halftime. Yeah, which yeah, was good. interesting. Yeah, and it was Greg Williams, believe it or not. He just, <laughs> just came up. He just came over to kick some ass. He just had some anger yeah. he wanted to get rid of. Yeah, you know how it goes. Uh, well, that's time. That's actually more than time. Cowboys are going to win, by the way. No, I feel it. Wait, is it is it in Jerry World? Yeah, it's at it's at Jerryland. I, I kind of feel it. Ooh. Let me tell you why. Because Demarcus oh. Lawrence, tell me, he had a great quote that uh, Sean Lee just got injured. No, <laughs> this is this is what he said. If you hit a motherfucker in the mouth and they ain't doing what they regularly doing, putting up fifty points, they start to get a little distressed. Now you got them where you want them at, and then you fucking choke their ass out. Wow, that, that's, that's that, aggressive. That choke them out, <laughs> choke their ass. Like, how do you think that works? Kind of, kind of like shitting a turkey. How do you choke the ass? You just grab both butt cheeks, choke the, yeah. and you just smush them together so <laughs> none of your farts can come out. Oh, and you just suffocate on your just own farts. Suffocate the farts. Oh, that, that sounds amazing. horrifying. Now, I'll tell you why the Cowboys are not going to win. Because Dak Prescott came out with the uh, classic, they put our pants on. They put their pants on the same way that we do. Well, shit, Any, that does that ruins everything. Demarcus Lawrence just said. exactly. How are you gonna choke someone's pant? How are you gonna choke <laughs> someone's ass out if they're wearing pants and wearing the same pants that you wear? Right? Checkmate, atheists. Yeah. That's right. Flat <laughs> Earth. Uh, <laughs> 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 Let's not put that out there in the world. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah. That's it for us. Well, thanks You're for listening. Host. Effers. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And if you could please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would help us get found by other geniuses like yourself. Um, make sure to visit our sponsors and visit Music City Miracles for all your Titans football analysis. Only uh, leave only leave porn reviews, though. No, please yeah. no smut reviews. Just create porn reviews. <laughs> Just say, actually, I, really, yeah. I would love to see a bunch of just like random porn movie reviews in our <laughs> Apple podcast review. Actually, I don't know if we'll, SB Nation would we'll, like that. We'll read the best one on the pod. Yeah. The best porn <laughs> fan fiction or uh, was it a uh, shit synopsis? 
Give us oh your best goodness. porn synopsis. We're not even going to make it a year. But make it clean. Fired. But put sexual innuendos in it. <clears throat> well, uh, we are football and other f- <laughs> football and other f words, and you've just been out. Oh Lord, sorry, Keith. You tried to keep it respectable, but we just weren't having it. I feel like this is a porn podcast, though. I do too. Are this we? Are we porn down? Just porn podcast. You're porn. I, I particularly enjoyed apologizing. Huxley is smut. <laughs> what a smut. Get it? Butt and smut? Uh, Killed it with the wordplay today. You need, you need to apologize for that. How do I? I did I did enjoy apologizing. Yeah. I felt it was cathartic. It was pretty good. We can admit when we're wrong. Other podcasts can't do That's that. right. They just double down on being extra dumb. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>